All right, good morning, our friends. And the Wisconsin Badgers got a dub last night. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl is official, and Wisconsin has come home victorious. Well, they're not home yet, but they are victorious. We're just going to get right into it. I don't think this man has slept. In fact, last time we talked, he was uh, just a touchdown in Phoenix, and now I still think burning the midnight oil. Zach Heilprin, our sports director. Good morning, Zach. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Fantastic. It's a can, beautiful morning here in Phoenix. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, dude. Have you slept? Take us through the day yesterday of what Zach Heilprin did. Well, you guys woke me up at 7.20. We woke you uh, up? Well, Yeah. I had, we, we talked yesterday, don't you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. So we, My timeline's off. Yeah, yeah, no, we talked yesterday morning. That was that was 8.20 your time, 7.20 here. Yes, yes. Um, and that's the last time I slept. So, yeah, we're doing <laughs> we're doing good. Um, have a long day of travel ahead. I, I did not do a great job of booking flights, so I'm not home until 4 o'clock. But, um, You're not traveling my, southwest, are you? Thankfully not. No, okay, thankfully not. I Apparently, a number of the Badgers were and had really? to be uh, rebooked. Yeah, because a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys will leave after the bowl game. They'll go straight home. Yeah. Instead of flying back with the team. So, um, but yeah, they get <clears throat> they had to get them rebooked and uh, on different flights. Man, all right. So Zach, take us to the day yesterday. You were, um, let's see here. What what, what was the uh, palatial hotel you were staying at again? The, the JW Marriott Camelback Inn. Um, yes, the Camelback so, Inn. Yeah, this this no, the, the place is insane. It's probably one of the nicest places I've ever stayed at. Um, you have like your own private bungalow. It's uh, I, I think they call it a casita. I don't know exactly what that is, but they call it. So you have like this is huge room to yourself. Uh, I think usually it's like seven hundred seven hundred at night, but wow, uh, with the media rate it's like one fifty. So uh, it, it it's fantastic. So I was here all day and then went over to the stadium about five o'clock. Did uh, Kenny and Heilprin. Uh, over the phone with Ben. Yeah, how'd that go? I thought it was all right. He might not have thought it was great, but I thought it was all right. Well, and does then, Ben ever uh, think anything's great? Other than himself, no. <laughs> um, so, so went over the stadium, covered the game, did like post game interviews on the field. I love this bowl game. I love this bowl game. You love, love this bowl game. game. I love the bowl game, not so much because of the game itself, but because of everything around it. You get it. I mean able to go on the field before the game, get to go on the field at halftime, get to go on the field after the game, was able to go around and talk to everybody. And what it really allowed us to do is uh, a few of us got a chance to talk with Jim Leonard for the first time since uh, uh, the Minnesota game. And uh, so that, like, I love this bowl game for that reason, like being able to do all this stuff that you normally aren't able to do at some of these other bowl games we've been to. Uh-huh. That's cool. It's, it's not as cool as the Bahamas Bowl, right, where you can literally like walk around and bring your own beer into the stadium. Like, it's not as cool as that, is it? I mean, it's, the, it's not the Bahamas. Yeah, right? that's it's just a little less water, right? You know. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a desert. All but. right, so I want to talk about finally you guys getting you know catching up with uh, Jim Leonard because this is the first time he's talked in quite some time. But uh, you know, I want to talk about the game really quick. Did you find yeah. it surprising that we didn't see anything from uh, Miles Burkett and it was all Chase Wolf last night? Yes, until about midway through the first quarter, and was talking to some people and. I was was told that uh, Chase Wolf was coming back for a sixth year. Huh? And so uh, instead of it being his last game as a Badger and his first start as a Badger, his last start, um, it's potentially wait uh, a guy that could potentially be your starting quarterback next year. Um, he's not going anywhere. He's coming back for a sixth year. And does anyone know this yet? Is this like 
Did this happen he, uh, when I was sleeping in the in the wee yeah. hours of the morning? What happened here? It did. He 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 broke it uh, in his post game uh, interview. So he got he's a really yeah. What he said was it's kind of a mix between school and football. He's got he's in graduate school. He got into this. Um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting what the name of the, the well, school is. Well, you haven't slept it, in a while. Yeah. Right, um, but it, it like. It's, it's something to do with um, like homes and that type of stuff, like selling homes. Like it's, I can't even think what it is. I'm I'm so stupid at this point. But either way, he uh, he got into grad, <laughs> he made it into that school, and so he's going to be here anyways. And why not play football if you have the extra year? So he wow. wanted to be a part of this. And then he, and Luke Fickle recruited him at Cincinnati, so he has that relationship with him. And really, he does he does kind of fit what Phil Longo wants to do offensively, the ability to to move around and, and, and make plays to feet in, in addition to throwing. So I'm not saying he's going to be the starting quarterback next year, but you certainly uh, at this point, unless they add another guy is going to be in the competition. Um, I still think they add another guy. What? I think they have to add another guy to the transfer portal, but um, okay. Chase Wolf is going to be here and he's, and he's not going to count against the scholarship limit. So um, it's, it's really not a, a loss in any way. Wow, this is um wow. That's cr- so. How many quarterbacks does Wisconsin have coming in next year? Then you have Chase Wolf, Miles Burkett, Nick Evers, uh, Cole LeCrew. Yep. Is that it? And hopefully, for, well, I mean, and hopefully, I think a lot of people are. And Brennan I think Armstrong? Wisconsin's hopeful is to try and grab another another uh, veteran that's going to be able to come in. I think that I think five would make sense, um, especially if you know um, Chase isn't going to count against the. Uh, scholarship limit because he's in his COVID year, and I don't think those those yeah. count against the limit. So, wow. yeah, um, crazy. It, yeah, the, the the room got a little bit more interesting. Um, I don't know how many people are excited about it, but <laughs> Chase Wolf. Look, Chase Wolf had his moments yesterday. And we also saw why we also saw why Chase Wolf uh, has not played a lot um, with couple couple mistakes too. So yeah, I mean that first interception is. that interception he had in the end zone was pretty tough. <laughs> that's, that's that second drive that was. Uh, that was tough, but wow, so, Zach. I mean, who do you think? Now I know this is there's spring ball to do, and you know we'll still see it all happens if another guy's coming in. Who do you think is Wisconsin's quarterback next year? Who does Phil Longo like the most is the question. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, I think it was the same staff, and you're going in the same thing. I think Chase Wolf would have a very good chance to start. He's the veteran. He's the veteran, but he's also let's let's face it. He's not the vet. he's it's not like he has a ton of playing experience. No, he's practiced a lot. He's well, his been on first career the start. A lot, right? That was his first right? career start yesterday. Last exactly. night, exactly, exactly. So he's he's been through a lot, but it's not like he's played a ton. So I don't know how much of an ex- uh, a benefit that's going to be. And it's a brand new offense, so what? I don't know how big of a, a leg up he has. If I had to guess at this point, I'd say him. But I I don't know who the other quarterback's going to be. I, I really think they have to bring in another graduate uh, or not another graduate transfer, but another guy from the portal and add him to the competition and, and let's go. Um, I, they can't do what they've done these last few years and just, you no. know, right. No, you have to, yeah, you have to provide some competition. You have to throw it. You have to throw competition and throw it all in the mix and see what you got. Is, is um, I know Brendan Armstrong was a name out there. Is he committed? Has he chosen anywhere yet? Or is he still kind of floating out in the, out in the wind? He, he has not as of last week uh, at this time, it was Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, and um, the battle, the NC, battle of the guaranteed rate bowl, <laughs> and NC State. And if you look at Oklahoma State's quarterback uh, roster, gosh, you would think Brendan Armstrong may pick that because that was not uh, not ideal. 
I didn't think uh, the, the quarterback play from either side was great, but Oklahoma, I think you know Oklahoma State certainly wasn't great. So maybe he picks that. Maybe he goes to NC State where they have to replace a guy. But I think Wisconsin's still in the mix, and, and if, if it's not Brandon Armstrong, then perhaps it's going to be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just don't think you can go into a, a year with that quarterback room that you would have right now. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a lot of names there, but yeah, it's the great unknown. And NC State, they're going to be playing. How about this for you know five shades of Wisconsin here? So the guaranteed rate bowl is Brendan Armstrong was looking at those two teams playing, and now NC State, the other team, is playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl on Friday. Ooh. So that Wisconsin winners of Duke's Mayo Bowl. Hey, it's, there's no trophy broken last night. Was there for guaranteed rate when Wisconsin hoisted it? No trophy broken. Uh, was it I thought as, it was interesting. Was it Duke's as cool? Bowl? I'm sorry. Was it as cool though as the Duke's Mayo Trophy? No, it's nothing will. Everything <laughs> will pale in comparison to that. To the to the. Uh, what was that? Crystal? The yeah, crystal, uh, crystal football? Yeah, I mean, just a horrible decision on their part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one, this one, a little bit more sturdy. A little Good. bit more sturdy. They knew. I believe it was. In, I believe it was in the shape of a cactus. So um, that makes sense. Uh, but Luke Fickle didn't want anything to do with the trophy. Um, he like he's like this has nothing to do with me. And uh, I think Braylon Allen and um, Jordan Turner, who were up on the stage, kind of took control of that. And then they called Jim Leonard up on the stage, or I shouldn't even say they. Luke Fickle called him up on the stage to get him some recognition and, and um, kind of show his appreciation for what yeah. uh, he's done these last three and a half weeks. And, and really, I think it's showing the appreciation for what he's done these last two months for the program in general. Yeah, how how cool, and speak on this, how cool of a moment was that to see? Like, was it um, was it pretty cool to see Jim Leonard kind of get a little tip of the cap on a send-off? I think it was, but I don't think he was a huge fan of it. Um, I shouldn't say he wasn't a huge fan of it. I, I think he appreciated the the uh, respect be, being given, but sure. when when he was asked sweet. about, yeah, when we well, when we asked about him or when he was asked about it after the game, it was it ain't about me, it's about these guys. I appreciate the respect and everything like that, That's but true. this is his program now, and and he can have it. And uh, I look for, I'm you know, I'm excited for the future of the program or whatever. Yeah. But he. He wasn't. He wasn't having it too much. Okay, Zach Halpern joining us right now from um, you still what the Phoenix Airport right now, Zach? Or where are you at? at the hotel room? No, I'm at the hotel. Oh, at the hotel, going to be heading out as soon as we get off the phone. You got a little continental breakfast there for you, buddy. I mean, it's, it's at five ten, so no, probably not. <laughs> not yet. Uh, Zach covered the guaranteed rate bowl last night, coming back home to Wisconsin momentarily here. All right, so uh, before we talk a little more, Jimmy Leonard, uh, what was it? Um, you know, Braylon Allen, obviously the offensive player of the game, he was rumbling with Ches Malusi. Uh, how does that feel, Zach, with the running back room coming back? Um, you know, a healthy Braylon Allen, one would hope, and Ches Malusi, you know, hopefully avoiding some injury. Is this going to be a big uh, force in the Phil Longo wink, wink, quote unquote, air raid offense coming up here? I, it's certainly seems to be that way. I know they, I know both of those guys have talked that way when they're healthy, when they're both healthy, which hasn't necessarily been a ton of their time together. Um, can provide a, a great one-two punch. I don't know if they're on the level of what it was at North Carolina in, in 2019 and 2020 with some of the guys, uh, you know, Michael, was it uh, Javon Carter and Michael something? Um, Nailed it. No, Javon Williams and Michael Carter. There it goes. There you go. uh, the guys that ended up getting drafted that, you know, had a thousand yards, each had in 2020. I don't know if it's going to be at that level, but I think that's kind of what they think they can be. And we kind of got a little sneak peek of it last night. 22 carries for Braylon, 16 carries for Chez. A couple of big plays. I thought the offensive line wasn't great overall, but they opened up some some big holes on those long runs. Um, and and obviously, and even our, our guy Tanner Bordellini, 40 yards yeah. down the field, blocking for uh, uh, Skyler Bell late in that game. So, yeah, I, I, I like the the running back room with those two. 
it's who's behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Julius Davis, still around. Uh, they, they brought in one running back in this class. Uh, I wonder if the transfer portal might be an option for him, but uh, who's going to want to come in and be like the third wheel? I, I don't know <laughs> if there's anybody that wants to do that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but I like the room with with those top two, assuming they can stay healthy. That's just that's just been the huge uh, issue for them. Surprised that Julius Davis had two carries last night. At all? Shocked to see him on the field. Yeah. But when you when you think about it, Isaac Rendo not there. Brady Shipper got some work, um, and uh, and Julius Davis got some work. I, they they had a lot of guys in there that had not played all year. A lot of a couple of true freshmen that hadn't played this year, including JT Seager's a tight end because they were. They're really low numbers-wise at some of the, a number of these different positions. So, Zach, um, well, by the way, the most electric play had to have been the fake punt. I mean, that was mm. much, much, much better executed than the Green Bay Packers a couple days Significantly. before. Significantly. <laughs> Going up the middle, not so great. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wisconsin wins 24-17 over uh, Oklahoma State. So, Zach, I mean, it's everything that everyone's kind of wondering right now. Like, the Luke Fickle era is going to begin. Did we get... Uh, a taste of it kind of last night or is it just kind of like what did we get last night that maybe we can look at and move ahead forward besides you know talk about the running backs um I have one more yeah. question about the quarterbacks coming up but do we get a taste of anything no we got nothing <laughs> yes I mean we got nothing we got we got exactly what Wisconsin's done all year um and uh it was enough last night against the Oklahoma State team that was down quite a few players just like Wisconsin was but yeah they, they uh yeah, we didn't get a, a, a peek at all as to what I think was this, it, this could be with Luke Fickle. Like, I still think it's weird, and not weird in a bad way, but weird in like a good way. Do you think it's still weird that you know Luke Fickle was kind of there hovering around, or just kind of dipping his toe? Like, or is that like a good thing? I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but was it weird at all? I think it was a good thing because a lot of these guys had to be re-recruited. This like this isn't this isn't seven, eight years ago. You know, when Paul Chris was coming in, or seven years ago when Paul Chris was coming in, the transfer portal wasn't nearly. Uh, what it is now guys transferred right but it wasn't at this level where guys can don't have to sit out a year and so I think him being around him kind of showing what his vision for this program could be kind of give these guys an idea of who he is as a coach was a big benefit I I think it, it allowed him to kind of like not just put his words out there but kind of put his actions out there as well and show these guys who he is and if they liked it or if they didn't, mm-hmm. they can make that decision. But at least they have something to go on now. So, yeah, I do think it was extremely weird. Um, I think everyone had to probably dance around it a little bit. But I, th- I still think it was extremely valuable for him to get some face time with the team. Sure. So um, he had very little impact on that game last night um, outside of calling timeouts and uh, <laughs> whether to go for it on fourth down. But he's going to put his stamp all, uh, you know, significantly on this program here in these next few months for sure. Did he call the – the fake punt. He was aware of the fake punt, but he did not draw that up. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. All right. So Zach, uh, before I let you go and uh, let you get off to the airport here to come home to Wisconsin, by the way, it's a, uh, let's see here. It is a sultry 27 degrees currently. Ooh, that's getting warm, man. Uh, yeah. I know. 57 here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not too bad here. Pretty balmy. But before mm-hmm. uh, you get on the plane and come home, Zach, uh, we have a couple questions coming in from Twitch. Is uh, people wondering is Burkett going to leave? Like, have you heard of anything of like Miles? If Chase Wolf is coming back, which is wild, Miles Burkett. I mean, I haven't checked his dad's Twitter yet, but any inkling of what's going to happen there? Burkett, (laughs) is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Or is we just don't know? There is nothing that Miles Burkett has ever wanted to do in his life more than be the quarterback at Wisconsin. It's what he's wanted to be 
since he's a little kid, I would be very surprised if he ducked out now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's no reason. What, what did Chase Wolf do to, to grab control of the, the quarterback job? Nothing. What has Nick Evers done to this point to grab control of the job? Nothing. So there's there's no reason why Miles Burkett would go anywhere. He's got an opportunity to compete for the starting job. He didn't mm-hmm. get he didn't get it with this staff with with Bobby Ingram. He didn't get you know they didn't they didn't name a quarterback until this week. So it's not like it was Chase Wolf, Chase Wolf, Chase Wolf. They they were there were some work going back and forth, but I don't think there's anything that has happened at this point that says yeah, Miles Burkett can't win that job, even though a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some of us, I should say, are are thinking of it that way, yeah. and maybe his dad's thinking of it that way. But I don't necessarily think what his dad thinks is what Miles thinks. But again, we'll see. It, it, I'd be surprised if he left, but, but yeah. you never know. Zach, uh, before I do let you go, where does the uh, of all the bowl games you've been to, it's been a lot. Where does the guaranteed rate bowl rank for you, Zach Halpern, personally? Well, considering I spent all of uh, less than 48 hours here. Um, <laughs> I'd probably put it up in like right below the Rose Bowl just because... The time spent? The time spent and the accommodations. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Like, they, because they have the Fiesta Bowl, every, like the Fiesta Bowl, all the, the, the you know, the Wolverines and, and TCU are staying here as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have the same people that are running that are also running the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. And so it's it's all... The red carpet's laid out for everybody. Whether you're covering the guaranteed rate bowl or you're covering the Fiesta Bowl and college ball playoffs, it's the exact same thing. So, I'd, I'd put it up there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. The only the only bad thing is, uh, you know, we're so close to Christmas that you couldn't get out here earlier. But I was gonna say the yeah. only bad thing is you couldn't spend less time in Phoenix. You know, uh, we get down yeah, to like the 36 I'm... hours maybe or something. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, did maybe you get any? Time. Oh, ooh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Did you get any media gifts? Did you get like a solid rate on uh, uh, on your loan? A sweet backpack with the uh, guaranteed rate logo on it, a oh. Nike backpack. It's actually that's pretty slick. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so it's I don't know how. I mean, the, the most functional gift I've ever gotten was the pinstripe bowl. Uh, they they handed out the hat. Um, beanies. Yeah, yeah, the hats with the little puffs. Oh, on the, the Wisconsin. Top. The players themselves love them too. They, I mean, they were wearing like, they guys were wearing, wearing those for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think maybe they'll use these backpacks too. They're they're not. They're not bad. Not I think bad. what's the lamest what's the lamest gift you've ever got? Was it um Capital One Bowl when we got a notebook? That or the Outback Bowl where they gave you a hat. And <laughs> but not like a like a baseball a snap, cap, right? A yeah, snap, back. A snap, back. A snap, back. A snap back. like the crappy brim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have it I have it in my office at home. It's just chilling and uh I've obviously never worn it. I'm trying um, to think cuz the Capital One cuz yep. we got a notebook. I don't remember what else we got. Maybe a pen. Like I don't. I can't really remember. I I can't remember exactly. I have the, the notebook. Bowl, in, I have the notebook over here to my in the producer suite. So the Rose Bowl wasn't great either. Really? I got like a like commemorative pin of oh. some type. Oh. I think that might be in my office. Oh. At at the station. Uh, oh, yeah. one more question, Zach. Before I let you go. Sorry. Um. Uh. By the way, Nelly says hi. He we had a good time last night at Deeks, and uh, he was talking to anyone and everyone, just chatting his ears up, everyone's ear off. And Nelly, you know who's uh. He was sick on Friday. He had to leave the studio at like 6.15 uh, because he was sick. Uh, he came into work yesterday, was just like a hog and crap last night, loving every minute of it, talking to everyone, and then texted me this morning and said, you know, his, sore, his, th- his throat was sore. He's just going to focus on getting better. So uh, he, mm. says, he sends his regards. He's, he's sleeping right now. Uh, but one last question. Has there been any info 
on what's next for one Jimothy Leonard? There is not been. Uh, asked him. Oh, you did? Asked him. Oh, I asked him. I asked him. Said if he had any conversations with people, and he said, yep, I've had a lot of conversations, but <laughs> nothing that uh, has wanted, um, that has made me think I needed to take it. So he's going to be very picky and choosy at this point. He has no reason to, I think, uh, jump at the first offer. I think there's going to be probably plenty of things that he's got an opportunity to do, maybe in two weeks, uh, if the Packers don't make the playoffs. Um, when the Packers make the playoffs, Zach. When? But if they if they don't uh, in two weeks' time, maybe he's got an offer to be the new defense coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why Matt LaFleur wouldn't come calling again if uh, if they move on from Joe Barry, which I think obviously we all believe they will. And you would think Jim Leonard was first choice last time. Now he doesn't have any hold up. There's nothing holding him at Wisconsin. So maybe that's it. Uh, but no, I don't. I have. I am not sure where he's where he is wanting to go. Zach, I know where you want to go. Back home. I want to go home. Back home. home. Back home. Yep. See, uh, you know, the, the missus. See right. Hank and Daner. Daner. All right, Zach. Tell uh, tell the fine, you know, flight attendants that I said hello. Get some peanuts, get a little shut eye, and we appreciate you jumping on early. And most importantly, get some sleep. Okay, buddy? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank you. See you, Zach. Thank you. There he is, our sports director, Zach Heilprin, live in Phoenix for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl as Wisconsin is victorious. 24-17 to over the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. And, yeah, if you missed it, uh, Zach just busting it down. In the postgame interview with Wisconsin quarterback Chase Wolf. Chase Wolf said he's coming back. Wisconsin's quarterback room is full up. Chase Wolf, Miles Burkett, Nick Evers, Cole LaCrue, and they want to add another one. Wow. All right. So Jim Leonard, I have the audio. We just played it a little bit ago. I want to go back in, listen to it, kind of decipher it a little bit uh, to kind of figure out, you know, as much as we can through inflection, uh, statements made about where the mind is of one Jim Leonard. He did catch up with the media last night after the guaranteed rate bowl. The audio, a lot of background noise. It was on the field. There's, you know, you got the, the loudspeakers, you got players celebrating or Wisconsin celebrating. <laughs> nice, Dane. All right. Here you go. Here is uh, Jim Leonard. I'm going to pause it at certain times. We'll react to it a little bit. This is uh, about a minute and a half, two minutes long. It's short and it's sweet, but there is some nuggets in it. So it's. Are you emotional? I mean, no, I, not not really at this point. I mean, I came back to finish this off for the guys and to see them really from day one of the prep and how serious they were taking it. They wanted to finish it off the right way and didn't know if that was going to be the case. So I was excited for that. All right, uh, is he emotional? No, not really. I suppose all the emotion, you probably went through all the five stages after you found out Luke Fickle was the head coach. A lot of anger, I'd imagine. I don't know how much bargaining would be, as you know, the reality sets in that you were no longer, you know, what you thought would be the heir apparent. The door was open to become D.C., turned it down. All right, here's more from uh, the reporters and Jim Leonard. some conversations but I felt there was other things that happened that that forced me to 
to make the decision to move on, really. So uh, I'm excited for the future, whatever that is. I'm not in a rush to, to make that decision right now. Just really focus on finishing it off and being able to move on with, with a clear conscience. Being able to move on with a clean conscience. Also saying he considered it. I'm just going to felt there was other things that happened that, that forced me to, to make the decision to move on. There are other things that happened. Had conversation with Luke Fickle, and there were other things that happened that forced him to move on. What does that mean? Is that how it was all handled? Your interim coach, the team looks inspired, playing a little better, right? Everyone held the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporting it multiple times. He's the coach. We all under the belief that he's the coach. And I was saying there's multiple things that happened that made me want to move on. Now, apparently Luke Fickle kept the door open for him to be D.C. We've all heard that. But a few things happened that wanted me to move on with a clear conscience. Man, did they do Jimmy Leonard dirty or what? Let's uh, hear some more. Be able to move on with with a clear conscience. Have you had some conversations with Potential future job. I've had a lot of conversations with people, and you know, there's, there's been nothing at this point where I felt like I needed to take, and it's kind of where I'm at right now. All right, so I had many conversations with many people about a new job. Now, if you're going to the college ranks, you're already all the good hires have already happened, or are, they've already happened. You got to get on the recruiting trail. You got to get your thumbprint in it. You got to, you know, stamp what who you are to the program. That's why you see coaches leave before the bowl game. That's why you see you know people on the move so quickly. If anything, it feels like Jim Leonard would go pro to the NFL. All right, let's hear a little more. It bounced like these last few weeks. Feels like kind of knowing that you're still running the teamwork. Yeah, I mean, it's really been that conversation all year. Like, you, you can do both, you know. You can think for the future and, and plan for the future and also pour your heart and soul into these guys. So it really hasn't been much different than the last seven weeks of the regular season. All right, so Jimmy Leonard talking there about, you know, being the interim coach and then Luke Fickle getting hired and how it all operates, yada, yada, yada. Uh, not too much there. He's a pro. He's, you know, he's a pro's pro. Not going to sabotage anything. Badgers got a win last night. Let's hear a little more. You, uh, you pulled you up on stage. I don't know if you wanted that. Did you appreciate that gesture in any way? I mean, it ain't about me. Right? All right, so I'm going to pause it there. Last night, uh, in case you missed it, I know it was a late game. Afterwards, when they were giving the, the trophy out, Luke Fickle stopped everything and brought Jim Leonard up. And this is what he's referring to. I mean, it ain't about me right now. It's his, his program moving forward, and, you know, I appreciate the respect I got from, from him and the players and the coaches, but, you know, they, they can have it. And, and uh, I'm excited for the future of the program. All right, so excited for the future of the program. I don't know what else you're going to say when you're up there. Yeah, I was done dirty. I hope uh, we lose. No, he's like one of the greatest Badgers of all time. Of course he loves the, you know, his alma mater. All right, the clips are almost done, so a little more. We just leave this program right now. I love this question. I love the answer from Jim Leonard. Is there a bitter taste in your mouth? How do you feel about moving forward and what has transpired? Here's a, a little short and sweet answer from Jim Leonard. Um, I mean, a lot of, lot of thoughts on that, but tonight's not the night to worry about that. Again, one more. You know, we'll hear the full question from Jesse Temple. 
thoughts on that, but tonight's not the night to worry about that. Very interesting. And I get it. You want to have the players celebrate, you know, their bowl victory, the guaranteed rate bowl. You want to be able to do that and not cause any controversy and stir anything up. I would love to be a fly in the wall when this all transpired. I would love to be, you know, when he was talking to Luke Fickle, uh, maybe the job interview of Chris McIntosh and him personally after he found out that he wasn't the guy. I would love to just been a fly on the wall. Never really would know. There's some tell-all book written, and I highly doubt that's going to happen. But, man, uh, Jim Leonard sounds like a guy who's, you know, pro's pro, respectful, but at the same time a little hurt. And, you know, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, you thought you were the heir apparent, and all of a sudden, Luke Fickle's in, and you're no longer even a part of it. Interesting. Breaking news, the Green Bay Packers, who have to rely on others to help them get into the playoffs. Packers have to focus on winning out, but they need the Commanders to lose one of two or the Giants to lose two games. With the Commanders, they will be starting quarterback Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz will be the starter coming up for the Commanders as they take on the Cleveland Browns. Thank you, NFL Jesus. Thank you. The Browns, who are out of play at contention, aren't good by any means. They now will go to Washington to take on the commanders. It will not be Taylor Heineke, who is a winner. This guy wins games. The stats may not be quite there, but he is a winner. They say, no, no. Riverboat Ron Rivera says Carson Wentz will be our starting quarterback against the Cleveland Browns. Let us all rejoice. Carson Wentz is not a winner. He is a loser. He Stinks! Think of it. Ron Rivera, who has not had Carson Wentz playing in quite some time, some injury, uh, some say lost the locker room, guys don't want to play for him, will turn to Carson Wentz, who is a habitual choke artist. This dude is turds. Let's go. This gives the Packers a little more light at the end of the tunnel. Now, the Packers have to handle their business and take care of the Vikings on Sunday at Lambeau, which, you know, Vikings won the NFC North. It is a tall task. It's at home, though. Packers looking to be a little different team than they were week one when they got their, you know, annihilated by Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings. But we do need help. The Giants, listen, they have to lose their next two games. There's only two games remaining. The Commanders just have to lose one. Oh, my God. Thank you, Ron Rivera, for the gift that is Carson Wentz. Let's go. Now it is in Washington, and the Browns have to, you know, not be the factory of sadness that they are and get a win out there. But with Carson Wentz, God, do I feel better about the Browns getting a win than I would with Tyler or Taylor Heineke under center for the commies. Mm. Excitement is running high, my friends. I want to thank the football gods for smiling down upon us Packer fans. Carson Wentz will be the starter for the Washington Commanders. The reason why I say that is because the Packers, they do need to win out, yes, but they need the Commanders to lose one of two or the Giants to lose their final two. Your best bet is just to pray for one loss. Carson Wentz, starting (laughs) for the Commanders, will take on the Cleveland Browns, who've been eliminated from playoff contention. Comical. We are Commanders. 
bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. But not we want them to lose. Ben, you're uh, have as an Eagles fan that you are from Philadelphia. You've had some Carson Wentz experience. Oh yes. How big of a bum is this guy? On the field, you know what? He is sim. Ah, ah. I made a comparison a couple months ago that people were not happy with. Oh, I'm listening. He's similar to oh, some. Oh, I remember this. He's similar to some quarterbacks in that his terrific plays are. This was a bad take. Are stuff that only he could do. This is a tough he, take. he could do amazing stuff out there. Very tough take. However, there's inconsistency where the bad plays are pretty darn. And bad. who'd you compare him to? No comment. Who would you compare him to? Current age 2022 Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable. No, but <laughs> no, the, the bigger, that was a bad take. Well, the bigger point was not because of their play on the field, but because of whenever Wentz would struggle, people in Philly would blame the receivers and then blame the line and always find something else when it really was his play. Mm-hmm. This is when Rodgers was playing a little poorly. It was after Detroit. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he wasn't looking the greatest. And and I said it was similar where everyone looked at, oh, Bakhtiari should have done this and that, but I, it was just his play being poor. Anyway. Does everyone just hate Carson Wentz in the locker room, though? That's that's the biggest part. Yeah. It is not necessarily what he does on the field. It is the fact that he is somewhat of a usurper and uh, is unpleasant. Usurper. Well, when Nick Foles led them to the Super Bowl, teammates had to sit down with him and tell him to support the team. Yeah. He, he was so out. So, and then Indy happened. Like, it's clear, not necessarily the guy to lead your franchise. And he also does not throw to their best player, was, Terry McLaurin. Was, yeah, scary Terry. Speaking of Nick Foles, so if the Giants lose their next two, they have the Colts. Colts are in New Jersey, New York. <laughs> They're not losing to Nick Foles. No. And then you also have the Eagles at the end of the year hosting the Giants. So you need... The Packers need the Saints to beat the Eagles this weekend so that the Eagles then need to beat the Giants in the last week of the year, which also means Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. So if the Eagles beat the Saints, the Cowboys have nothing to play for. So if the Saints Saints beat beat the the Eagles, Eagles, not only do the Eagles have to beat the Giants, but the Cowboys would have a chance to get the one seed and win the division and therefore would play hard against Washington. And the Cowboys... That and commanders play the final game of the year if that's the case, playing for something. But before that, the Browns will go to Washington to take on Carson Wentz and the commanders. Our best bet for Packer Nation that game is so orange is the commanders losing all game because there's no way the Giants are not going to lose to the Colts. As much as I love Nick Foles, I agree. So we're all in on the Browns, which is terrible to say. We're all in on the Browns. You're like LeBron, and we want the Saints. To beat the Eagles, to the chagrin of Ben. Taysom Hill, though. Packer legend. stinks. Oh, God. So then the Cowboys have meaning to beat the Commanders in the final game of the year to help the Pack. Now, the Packers, this is all, you know, contingent on them winning out. It, it, we're like Charlie from It's Always Sunny with the uh, conspiracy with theory board. In the yeah. mailroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, uh, real quick, line four. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Todd from Mount Horeb. Ah, what's up, my brother? What's up, Todd? I think there's a conspiracy in Madison. I'm listening. Oh, yes. I'm listening. I think uh, Coach Fickle and Judge Alex are the same person. Judge Alex? Look it up. He's a TV judge. Oh! (laughs) Look it up. (laughs) Look it up! (laughs) That's all I got today. The spitting image! Wow! Oh, my God. It's identical, Todd. Yeah. Judge Alex has a little thicker hair. I don't know. That's <laughs> he does, pretty. But 
When you're trying to, you know, not reveal yourself, you got to do something a little different. Yeah. Duh. Don't, have you seen Superman? <laughs> Clark Kent puts on glasses. So what do you think Judge Alex uh, thinks about Chase Wolf? Do you think Judge yeah. Alex is a Chase Wolf guy? What's the verdict on Chase Wolf? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's, Guilty. I, I don't understand why he wasn't playing all year, that's for sure. Oh, wow. Hey, are There's... you a uh, more conspira- conspiracy theory? Are you a Chase Wolf truther, Todd? Todd, are you part of the Wolf Pack? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's got a great sidearm. I know that. Hey, I know. Uh, I know. Listen, that's funny. All that's I'm going to say, if Patrick Mahomes had made those throws that Chase Wolf made oh, last God. night, the internet would have gone freaking crazy. And you cannot tell me I'm wrong. If he had made just one of those little sidearm flicks. Tell me he's wrong, Tom. Tell me he's wrong. The internet would have gone crazy. He was making 100%. those. 100%. Hey, hey, Todd, real, real quick. Packers, are they going to do it? Ah, uh, God, I don't. I, I'm always uh, kind of trying to play uh, devil's advocate, or or not devil's advocate, just trying to fool myself by just saying they're going to lose and lose, just to prepare myself. So every week I say they're going to lose, just just so I'm not too disappointed. So. Yeah, but how about that Christmas miracle in Miami, man? That felt good, didn't it? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, Driftless Social is open for drinks. When I get down there, I'm going to shout it on the airwaves. Hopefully to meet you. I'll get you first drink there, okay, in Mount Horeb. That sounds great. All right, brother. Much love, man. And Judge Thanks, Alex. Guys. That's awesome. See you, buddy. Good stuff from Mount Horeb right there. Judge Alex. I my, my judge viewing stopped with Judge Judy. Maybe a little Judge Joe Brown. Oh, nope. Don't forget Lane Mills. Oh, yeah, Lane Mills. Let's get on. Uh, R.I.P., by the way. R.I.P. I'm more of a Joe Judge guy. There was because so he's much. Giants. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he's back on the Patriots. He's an incredible fraud. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> All right. If now here's the thing. If the Packers, God forbid, do lose, they are still not mathematically eliminated, depending on what happens in other games. Plus, in a late game last night, I mean, it didn't kick off to what? 920. 925. 925. What ESPN and corporate college football did to the consumer, uh, those in Wisconsin, those on the East Coast, those on the West Coast, I don't care. It was earlier. That was criminal. Yeah, I know, dude. What they did in that football game. Not to mention, I, I said the key to Wisconsin winning the game last night was running the football and making sure the game ended in three hours. That's how they would win. What was the game time? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I zonked. The halftime's longer. They were doing the old kickoff, co- commercial kickoff, commercial. Yeah. They were spamming brutal, ads dude. down our face. Brutal. Criminal stuff. I'm trying to find the game time. Uh, more will be revealed on that front. We were at Deeks last night in Stowe. It was awesome. Shout out to Deeks, everyone there. I di- One of our great listeners, his name is Roger in Stowe, in Stoughton. He got me... Well, I didn't know it at first. Uh, one of the well, the great bartenders, Emma, came up, and in her hand, she had a Bloody Mary. It was 8 o'clock at night. She had a Bloody Mary. And I'm like, what's this for? She goes, oh, that guy over there bought it for you. And I looked up. There's the handsome bearded man that is Roger and Stowe, and he gave me a thumbs up. The anytime drink, I had a Bloody Mary at 8 o'clock last night, and I'll say this. The Bloody Mary is as good at 8 o'clock at night as it is at 8 o'clock in the morning or even anywhere in the afternoon. Hence, the anytime drink. It was beautiful. And our guy Z and the D kept buying Blackberry brandy shots. Oh, uh, he said when they're chilled, though, it's called something else. J- J- I'm gonna screw the name up. Reminds me of the one hit wonder Jamiroquai. It's some Z and the D is gonna be in here, I think, coming up. So we'll ask him. But he had a lot of Blackberry brandy shots. Uh, I only partake, uh, partook in two of them, so I was a good boy last night. Bloody Mary, two Blackberry brandies, and of course, like four hours being there, it was, it was a really good time at Deeks. But then. Watching it all unfold, 
Chase Wolf. I thought because Miles Burkett and Chase Wolf were listed as like either or on the depth chart for no, like when they released it, it was number one, Chase Wolf and or Miles Burkett. So I thought we'd be seeing some Miles Burkett action. We didn't see anything. Have you checked his dad's Twitter account? Is he doing okay over it all? I have not checked the Twitter account. We just saw Chase Wolf the whole game. Chase Wolf, that first intercept, that interception in the oh second drive was absolutely God. terrible. That was like vintage Chase Wolf to me. But then he actually he was balling a little bit, Chase Wolf. Uh, yeah, so for a bit. So, uh, and the, then I thought he'd be done. Right the the interception was the most classic example of why every time Graham Mertz struggled this season, last season, I was at the Michigan game last year and the student section started chanting, we want Chase Wolf. And then Mertz got hurt. We got Chase Wolf and it did not go well. Was Deacon Hill still around? So that was the perfect example of why maybe that's why he wasn't the starter or didn't really push Mertz for the job. But there's always been this chatter coming out of the building that while sometimes the decision-making is not great, and he is prone to turning the ball over, which has always been the case. He can make some damn good throws and he can change, change his arm angles. He's a little more mobile than he might look. And we saw that on display. The thing is we saw it for two drives, right? Like he was 16 of 26 for the game, 116 yards, a touchdown, a pick, you could say the deep ball, the Keontes Lewis should have been caught. Then there, there were a couple others that, you know, were in harm's way. He had most of that production in a two drive span. I think he had like 108 yards at halftime in the second half. There wasn't much success down the field, passing the ball. He did really try to push the ball down the field, which is fun and let the wide receivers make plays. And this, I, I like Wisconsin's wide receiving core, Ebo, but this is why I say when people talk about the Phil Longo offense and going more spread and airing the ball out and becoming more modern. And yeah, like Wisconsin has a solid fine receiving core, but how is that system actually going to work? It's when you start bringing in four and five star wideouts and start bringing in the top athletes and the top receivers that can make the plays. I, I love Keontes Lewis. I think he's going to have a good year next year, but that lack of catch, I'm not going to call it a drop because it was tough. Yeah. That lack of catch in the end tough. zone is the perfect example of why you need the stud receivers in the, the future system, sure. which we haven't seen yet. Cause we're going to see a lot of those deep balls down the field you need at that point, it's 50, 50. You need an athlete to make a play. Um, so that, that was one of my big thoughts from, from what we saw, but I, I thought overall, all things considered, chase Wolf looks pretty good. He looked confident. He moved the football. Uh, obviously the turnovers are something that cannot happen in the future, but I, all things considered, I think it was positive. And frankly, I think why we, why we did not see miles Burkett there last night is because the coaching staff, thought Chase Wolf gave them a better chance to win. Yeah. Which I think tells us a little bit more about where Miles Burkett is at right now. Right. Well, okay. Let me ask you this really quick. Sorry um, to interrupt. Do you think that Miles Burkett didn't play at all because Chase Wolf informed them or they knew that he was coming back next year? So they're going to give him a full game to see how he goes? No. No? I don't. Um, I, I think it is as simple as Just, they thought he gives us the best opportunity. Wolf gave them the better chance. Now, I kind of wanted them to go to Burkett after Same. we saw the pick and then some more offensive stagnation. But then Chase Wolf had those great two drives going into halftime. And those are the glimpses where you could sit back and say, okay, that's why the coaching staff had him start. And that's why maybe we weren't seeing Burkett. Once those drives happened, I don't think I, Burkett was not going to get in the game. 
Because Wolf was playing well. Yeah, I mean, he was. He, he made some good plays. He also made a couple of you're like, oh, okay, but he made some good plays. It does go a little further to all those that have been banging on the Miles Burkett drum. And admittedly, I have probably underrated him going into next season just because of his youth. And I, like, I don't know what he is. Wasn't the high, highest touted guy coming out of high school. What we saw last night tells you enough about his chances to start next season, I think. I'm glad you bring that up because Ben and I were um, kicking an idea around on the top of the hour sports flash. And it was, who in the hell is going to be Wisconsin's week one starting quarterback in 2023? And the quarterback room is full. Like, there's a lot of guys, there, and they're looking to add as well. So the options, Ben put it out on his Twitter account, Ben Z Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y, retweeted it at um, Zone Madison, our flagship here. Who will be the starting quarterback? Chase Wolf, Miles Burkett, Nick Evers, or other. Now, other could Cole LaCrue, who is there. Um, I don't think he's going to be starting. They could get a Brennan Armstrong, as Wisconsin's on his short list with Oklahoma State as well as what, NC State? Yeah. Oh, Wisconsin won the Brennan Armstrong Bowl. Well, yes. I forgot about that. But he also wants to court NC State, who is playing Maryland in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh, God. Give me a break. Shades of Wisconsin. Actually, the guaranteed rate social media people were somehow worse than the, the Mayo people. I don't know what... You're hating on the Duke's Mayo. They Duke's Mayo, their social media team, their media arm crushed it. They're idiots. Last year. They, they, they had free advertising coming out the wazoo. Benjamin. Yeah, because it was staged. Graham Mer- the conspiracy that Graham Mertz was in on it with Duke's Mayo to break that trophy and get all kinds of publicity. Oh, I've talked about this. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I, I can 100%. believe it. But yeah, it, it's a great poll. So go vote and call it in at 608-321-1670. Right now, early returns, over 113 votes already. Nick Evers leading the way. Obviously. You're not an Evers. You weren't an Evers guy, really. All I'm going to say, and this is a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw last night. All, all I'm going to say in the grand scheme is the other will come true if Brendan Armstrong comes to Wisconsin. Otherwise, Throw the other out the window. Yeah. And we just have a, a, a comment here from Morningwood on Twitch. Good, good morning, Morningwood. <laughs> a real stiff comment. Wolf is coming back next year, too. Yes, after the game, he said in his presser that he is indeed using the COVID year, sixth year. And it doesn't count against a scholarship, I don't believe, because it's the COVID year. That's what Zach told me this morning, our sports director. No, it does. Oh, it does? He said he may have been wrong, but he said it doesn't count against. I think it does. What does not count is the bowl game because you have all the opt-outs. Okay. Was I that think, what it was? Not totally sure, but all I'm going to say is everyone's quick to jump into the Nick Evers bandwagon. Don't, Slow your roll. Don't sleep on Chase Wolf in this whole discussion. Wow. wow. Uh, could you imagine Phil Longo, you know, comes in with the quote-unquote air raid, wink, wink. Oh, they're going to go seven and five. You got Fickle and then Chase Wolf is the starting quarterback. People are going to lose their minds. Exactly, which is why you need Brennan Armstrong to come in. Uh, speaking of coming in, this guy, Z and the D in the house. Z looks like that. No, it's not. When Blackberry Brandy is chilled, it's called what? Janifka. Janifka. Excuse me. It's the Polish. You look like you got overserved yourself with the Janifka last night. You're looking a little, looking a little rough. I feel great. I had my alarm set at six fifteen. Just had to ask you if you need me to come in. You said. I knew you needed your beauty sleep. I needed a little bit. I, I think. She, I think you might still need a little more beauty sleep. Well, we'll head <laughs> we'll, we'll get a nap after this. Hey, by the way, thanks for coming out last night. No it was problem. a really good time. Uh, Z and the D was so committed, Ben. He got himself a hotel room across the street in, uh, what was it? Stone. Well, yeah, what was the? What's the hotel? Yeah. Uh, True by Hilton. Yeah. It, it was really palatial, very nice stay. It's a nice place. Would you recommend? Two thumbs up? Yeah. Did your tindering ever work out for you? I think we got one out of 63. 
that matched or just, that matched. Oh, okay. Then didn't pull through. Yeah. So thanks for coming out last night, man. A really good time. What did I miss after I left around halftime? Oh, all right. So what did you miss? Uh, this is where the black. It got where the Janifka starts blurring the lines here. Well, it got really young in there. Ben would have fit in perfect. Was redheads? There was a couple redheads. Benjamin. There was a couple of them. Ben's like, please don't. (laughs) It literally, and the funniest thing was that they're playing the the songs that were all like when I was in high school, and they were just toddlers, probably timeless classics, dude. It was ridiculous. I was like, what? Who? I know uh, Matt in Cross Plains. He was out last night, and he said he had a uh, an eight o'clock workout. He had to attend. We'll see if. Now, you guys were pulling off some more black Janifka, Blackberry Brandy when I left. I think I did six total. Man. I think you did three, not two. It, whatever it was, it was it was enough for me. But thanks for coming out, man. We uh, we appreciate that. That's some good stuff. And hopefully you have a relief pitcher coming in. A little hair of the dog coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's it's Amica. Yeah, he's on his, his, his eight-day bender. Well, it ended no, yesterday. It, it ended yesterday. Okay. All right, so, Z, you took the rest of the week off, yes? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I had a baby. All right, so, Ben. Slow the roll on Nick Evers. What does Miles Burkett do then? I mean, it wasn't his isn't his dream to be the starting quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. Like he said that. Like my dream is to be the starter for Wisconsin. Well, does he stay? Yes. Here's the thing. Uh, I mean, we saw Deacon Hill transfer to Fordham. Oh, like, did he land finally somewhere? Fordham. Yeah, Fordham. Yeah. It, competition in the room is a great thing. And the, that's something that's been devoid of the Badgers for Exactly. Years. Where Wisconsin fell short over the last three seasons, since Jack Cohn uh, broke his foot and had to transfer, is there was not enough in-house competition to either win the job for Mertz or to push him for the job. Now you're looking forward, and you have the names we have mentioned, Wolf, Burkett, Evers. You also have the guy, uh, Matt Tior, or or whatever. I'll, I'll get the name down. The 2024 guy they just landed. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's coming in. He's 6'5 from Texas. He looks like Trevor Lawrence. So there's more competition. Mabry, right? Mabry Mat- Mat- Mature. Whatever. <sighs> um, uh, and then you also could have Armstrong. So the fact we're talking about it as a competition is a great thing. It's not a foregone conclusion. Um, in terms of what Burkett does, I, I mean, the answer is try to win the job. Like, he has a great avenue to win the starting job, arguably better than he would have had if Mertz was back. Because totally. if, if Mertz was back, he's probably not going to win it over him. The fact you have a bunch of unproven guys and an older guy that has shown some eh, play over the years, he he has an avenue to the job. So, I, I mean, the, the simple answer is to win it. If he doesn't, I have no idea. I hear because I'm I'm still struggling to figure it out too. My name is Mabry Matoyer, class Matoyer. Matoyer. Mabry Matoyer for oh, 2024. The spelling could be so much, so much simpler. My name is Mabry Matoyer, class 2024. Mabry Matoyer. That's straight from him. He so. sounds like a good. By the way, his 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 Instagram handle is kind of tough. I what is it? It's it's God's little boy. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That is fine. Well, like, hey. Um, I've God, said, by the way, God's a Badger fan now. I don't know if you know that. Interesting. Through his tweets. I don't know if you saw his tweets. I have uh No, I have not. God's I underscore should. little boy. Go t- That's great. If God's uh, a my name is Mabry Matoyer. If God is a Badger fan. We're going to beat Ohio State. We're going to beat Ohio State. Yep. Uh, I've said to slow the roll on Nick Evers a bit. Since he is committed and has come to Wisconsin. No, I, you were high on Evers, and then you talked to some people from... Well, no, I was excited that Wisconsin was in the portal and getting guys. Sure. I like the competition. Yes. 
Because, I mean, you look at it before, Mertz, no one really, who, who pushed Graham Mertz? Nobody. And and years down the road, I think Evers can be really good. I just think very raw. He's also, by the by the way, this is something that kind of irks me. Please, we're listening. Z in the D? Does he irk you? He posts these videos of... Z? Uh, what? No. Who? Sorry. Nick Evers? Evers. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. He posts these videos of throwing to wide receivers against air with these, like, uh, elaborate edits. And then everybody everybody reacts to it and reacts to the arm strength and reacts to how great it is. It's like, yeah, everybody can throw against air. Graham Mertz could throw against well, also, air. Also, when you're in charge of making highlights, like you're gonna, you're not going to pick lowlights. You're going to pick your highlights. No, no, it's not him posting it. It's the people reacting to it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Saying that, oh, look, this is the guy. It's like it, there's no one guarding the receivers. Yeah. Like, He's come on. It out. Um, but I say all that to say I am all in on Mabry Matoyer. All in. You're all in a God's little boy? Passes the eye Let's test. Let's go, baby. 6'5 from Texas. Are you serious? Got that long, flowing hair. He said he hated the old offense but likes the new offense. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, all in on him. Yeah, yeah. And Zach Heilprin also dropped this nugget on me for the Chase Wolf side of things. That Fickle was in on recruiting Chase Wolf before? Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Fickle Ch- likes Wolf. Chase Wolf is from Cincinnati. Yeah. It is also, I will say, I mean, it's good that at least you have one veteran in the room, whether he starts or not, because otherwise you're looking at a bunch of young guys. The fact that Wolf has had a five-year, going to be six-year college career, <laughs> knows what the day-to-day is like, and he's been around Jack Cohn, right? Yeah, he's been around. He's been around Mertz, who off the field, I think, did everything he could to succeed. Well, Mertz's best part of his game was off the field, talking to the media. He was great to the media. He was, but he I, said all the right things. I think the impact of Chase Wolf on the young guys will be very positive. Lot. <sighs> It's good news he's coming back. This is to all those that want to poo-poo it and say no, it, all, it, it doesn't hurt. No, it can't hurt. No. At all. This is the most excited I've been about Wisconsin football since coming off the Orange Bowl victory with Alex Hornibrook winning the MVP. This I, is the and obviously that season afterward didn't really pan out, but this is the most excited I've been about Wisconsin football. This upcoming era. Oh. I entering twenty nineteen kind of takes the cake. What this era, though? I mean, you got look at all these four star guys coming in. I mean, and this is well, there are like three. This okay, but this three in what a matter of a couple weeks? Three that were all committed. To, listen, I I think Fickle's done a terrific job. I've said that the only thing that we should grade him on right now is the momentum he creates because he hasn't had a full year to put a class together. He brought in some really good guys in the secondary. Yes. I, th- I think the secondary is going to be great as we go forward. It's are, not like he's bringing in four or five star receivers. What are the soft spots right now? D line, offensive line, D line. Yeah, there's uh, there's not a Big recruit time. for D line, right? No. Well, and well, they don't have a coach. When you lose Benton, yeah, there's some building there. Building on the offensive line, tight end, maybe outside linebacker because I don't know who's stepping up there. They need an Aussie rules punter, Ebo. Hey, hey, hey. Say that again. I've been banging this drum for a couple weeks. I I need Luke Fickle to bring in an Aussie rules punter. Uh, Like one of those dudes that kicks it sideways, like Tori Taylor with side spin. Real quick, speaking of special teams, before we hit break, how amazing was the fake punt last night? Oh, yeah. Ben, come on. Even you had to got up and be like, hell that was, yeah, the that was fake cool. punt. That was cool. Especially when we were at, had PTSD about the Packers doing it on, against oh. the Dolphins. Or- the better part was that it was actually the punter that was running the ball, not a Upman. So the punter's like, nah, 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 nah. that was electric. 
And then when they later on in the drive punted anyways, but didn't do the, I was like, come on, you got to do the fake punt again. It's the bowl game, man. Oh my God. At the end of the drive with the fake punt, which I agree, cool fake punt. At the end of that drive, they had fourth and three from the Oklahoma State 42 and punted. I know what I'm saying. Exactly. What are we doing? Do it again. Or go for it. Do it. This isn't 2000 anymore. You didn't come all this way with a fake punt in your arsenal just to actually punt. Uh, Do it. I almost went and screen grabbed their punt on fourth and three and then also posted the punt at Minnesota from the plus 35. The the infamous fourth and eight punt that went 12 yards. (sighs) Someone's got to ask Fickle his his thoughts on fourth down conversions. He's going to say, we don't don't believe in punting. We just go. Be playing Madden. We just do it. That's where I'm going to draw most of my opinion on him from. We just do it.